Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers Podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer, and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City, while we're unable to get together in person. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening, if possible. You can always find our readings and a short prayer at www.newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, the year of our Lord, 2020, and our scripture readings for today are Psalm 24 from the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 32, verses 21 through 34, from the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 to 10, and our gospel reading today is Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 to 16. My name is Michael Prevatera, and I'm one of the pastors at New City. So what is the point of following Jesus? What's the purpose in being a disciple? Uh, what do I get out of it? How do I get blessed? And I think that's a really natural question a lot of us have. And it's certainly an American, if not a, a just a general human question. What's in it for me? And I'm sure it's on the forefront of our minds for a lot of us as we enter into month number three of lockdown. You know, the Bible certainly talks about what's in it for you when it comes to following Jesus. Salvation, forgiveness, being made a member of God's people, life without death and the coming kingdom of God and the renewal of all things. Um, and, and typically, when we modern Americans think about religion, we frame it in this way. I personally believe these things, and they make my life better in this way. In other words, we think of faith or religion as a primarily private thing, an individualistic choice we make to help shape our identity or enhance our lives. That's kind of our go-to. But in our gospel reading today from Matthew chapter 5, we hear directly from the Lord about what it means to be one of his followers, and it's entirely outward-facing and has very little to do with our private spirituality, actually. Jesus says two things. He says, you are my followers, and you are the salt of the earth. And you, my followers, are the light of the world. These are not things that you get for being a disciple of Jesus. These are things that you are. And they're actually things that have an outward focus. They're meant to impact the world around you. You know, and in the ancient world, and, and still today, salt has two big purposes. It was to preserve things uh, and also to flavor things. And being light in the darkness, this metaphor that Jesus uses, seems pretty obvious but he goes further. He, he says, listen, and if it helps you as a modern person living in the 21st century, imagine what you would do if the power went out. He says, when you light a, a lamp or a candle in our context, you don't put a basket over it. That prevents the light from shining. Now, what do you do? You put it up high. And the higher it is, the more light it provides. And that's the same thing with a, a, a lighted city on a dark night. If it's in a valley and you're out driving or walking, you might miss it. But if that city is on the top of the hill, you'll see it. Its light is shining out. Uh, maybe you sang the song as a child, this little light of mine. I mean, what do you do with that light? Do you hide it under a bushel? No, you're going to let it shine. And this is the point of the Christian life. Yes, there are things that you get. Right? You've been forgiven. You've been rescued. You have God's favor. But Christ, the true light, died for you to set you apart and to rescue you out of darkness and bring you into his marvelous light so that you might shine out over a world covered in darkness. And you've been rescued to preserve the community around you and not let sin just rot it into corruption. In other words, your presence as a Christian, wherever you are, actually spices things up 
as well as keeping it from getting as bad as it could. It's not normally how we we think about religious folks. Uh, We think of Angela from The Office or, you know, any other caricatures you might imagine from TV or movies. Uh, The religious person is always the downer, always the uh, person who ruins everything. Uh, In all of our shows, you you can think of a bunch of examples. But actually, Jesus says that your presence spices things up. Because here's the truth. Sin is boring. Sin is monotonous. Sin isn't very creative. All it can do and all it does is pervert and twist God's good creation. But a life set apart for God breaks all the boring rules of sin. And that can actually be a source of joy and humor and life in the midst of a culture of death. But listen, a life in Christ isn't just some personal faith value that you hold or, or something uh, that you just Facebook like and add it to your profile. It's, it's not neutral. It's going to lead to a response from people. And Jesus makes it clear. He says, some are going to see your good works, your kindness, your radical love, your, your humor, your peace uh, that you have from knowing that God's in control and your willingness to forgive. They're going to see that and they're going to say, wow, that's amazing. They're going to give glory to God. And they might even ask you, how do I, how do I get a life like yours? At the same time, others will revile you and persecute you. Um, don't be surprised if people think you are a weirdo. Because it's going to happen. And, and that's normal, Jesus says. He says, actually, rejoice when that happens. Because this is what has happened to God's people for centuries. I mean, don't be a jerk. Right? Don't get persecuted for, uh, for being a jerk. Um, but live as Jesus's people. And when you are persecuted and slandered for your holiness, then you are actually hashtag blessed. This promise of blessing from Jesus is actually the last of the famous beatitudes that, that begin the sermon on the Mount and the entire list, the entire sermon rewires our notions of what it means to have God's favor and even the purpose of being a disciple. We would do well to meditate on these words from the Lord regularly. And if we do that, we'd find that in them is the, is the promise that a life of following Jesus is, is actually hard, right? It involves suffering. It involves fighting for radical holiness, renouncing wealth and uh, control over your own life. Essentially, it involves all the opposite things that we typically hope religion will provide for us. But normal life is, is hard too. Life in a broken world is hard. And you know, we are living in the, in the midst of great suffering right now on a global scale. This pandemic that we are in the middle of, it's very easy to get discouraged, to look around and say, man, if God was good, he wouldn't let this happen. If God loved me, things would be easier. If God was who he said he was, I could leave my house. And yet the scriptures tell us the opposite. Um, that Christ Jesus came to rescue you from a world gone amok. He gave his life to have you as one of his people. He died for your sins and he rose from the dead as the, as the guarantee of sin and death that it doesn't have the last word. And he's not come to give you a good life. He's left you in the world to fight against decay and darkness and to shine as a light of hope. So don't be surprised uh, that things don't go right in a broken world because the world is besieged by sin. Jesus is the God with scars. He knows firsthand how hard things are and he's gone before you. 
And in fact, sometimes when things feel that they aren't going right, that's proof that you're on the right track. You know, because the cross of Christ looked like a colossal failure at one point in time too. So hang in there. God loves you. Love others the same way that you've been loved. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and to encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. So reach out to uh, your community group or talk with your roommates or spouse or call a friend. And here's a question to help you do that. How might you be salt and light in the places that God has called you today? Maybe that's at home with your kids. Maybe it's where you work or, or over Zoom. Maybe it's while you're both at home with the kids and working. What is God calling you to do in his name today? If you think this would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcast by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. Uh, let's close today in prayer for asking God to help us to do these things. Let's pray. Almighty God, as we celebrate the resurrection, may we share with each other the joy the risen Christ has won for us. Make us light in the darkness and salt in a bland, flavorless world. Show us places of corruption and death and use us to bring healing, hope, and life. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus and know our hope is not uh, in having a blessed life now, but in the kingdom that is to come that will never end. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a great day.